Hello to my girls. It is Mrs. Mama Claus talking. Welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. My name is Eli and I'm so excited that you're here with me today. We have a solo episode for you and it's just going to be letting the good times roll. We're going to talk about all things the holidays and I'm very excited. I put up a question box on Instagram and if you ever wonder like where I'm getting things, ugh, my dad's calling me. Hang on guys. What's up? Dad? I really wanted to record that phone call with my dad, but it was a butt call. So if you're ever wondering how my family feels about me, they're just butt dialing me when I thought they wanted to talk. Anyway, it's Thursday, December 1st. I'm drinking a peppermint, a peppermint hot chocolate with a shot of espresso in it from Dunkin' Donuts with um, some peppermint whipped cream. I'm going to take a sip. Yum. Delicious. Like, let's start there. Justice for hot chocolate. Like, I don't know. I, I think like one day as an adult, I was like, wait, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't have hot cocoa. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't believe in Santa Claus. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, for so long, I was like, oh, the magic of Christmas, whatever. And it's like, no, like, I am a little elf. Like, I'm Mrs. Santa. I'm here to bring the cheer. So I'm going to enjoy all of the holiday things. And I have been and I hope you have been, too. Before we get into the episode, let's do some updates. First and foremost, I need to say a massive thank you to you guys for all of your continued support for I Didn't Know I Needed This. It has officially been out for a week. I know we haven't really talked about it, but I feel like I've talked about it so much everywhere else that I'm more so just like wanting to come in here and chat with my girls. But I do have to say a massive thank you. I am so blown away by the sales numbers and like my team at HarperCollins is like, this is amazing. Like you won week one. Like, how did you do? I'm like, I didn't. They did. Thank the girlies. Like they're the ones that are supporting us. And I just can't thank you guys enough because like the praise that is coming my way from my team and my publisher and HarperCollins and everyone, I'm like, no, like this is us. This is my community of people that I might have built, but I am a part of. And this is us. This is our book. And I just can't thank you guys enough. And if you're enjoying the book, please feel free to let me know. I mean, I labored over that for so long that any kind of, you know, love or affection that you might have for it, I would love to hear more about it. I've been trying to answer all my DMs as it relates to the book. And if you haven't gotten your copy yet, it's not too late. Um, I know it's sold out at a lot of Barnes and Nobles, but it should be getting restocked and it would be helpful as well if you go looking for it at a bookstore and it's sold out to ask them to order some. That's a great way to support. And yeah, you guys are just it, like... Like literally, that's how I feel. Literally the best. Amazing. Um, I if you hadn't seen my video, this was my first week being considered for the New York Times bestseller list. And I really wanted it. And everyone tells you it's arbitrary. It's arbitrary. And I know that. But it's like this has been my dream since I was a child. I'm not going to let it go just because it's arbitrary. But if you don't know, I'll give you a lesson. The New York Times bestseller list is an editorial list, meaning it is based on numbers. Like there is a number of books that you have to sell, but it's not an order of books sold. And if you outsell the whole list, you still don't necessarily have a spot. It's also based on data, diversification of sales, meaning you have to have sales from all different kinds of stores. Um, if somebody has ha been on the list for a really long time, it'll be harder to, you know, take their spot. There's like a whole ton of things. And my first week in, they didn't put any debuts on the list, which is definitely a bummer. And based on the numbers, I know I outsold people that are on the list, which frustrates me a little bit because I'm like, damn, like, damn, like, but then those people also deserve to be on the list. And it's just like, you know, I'm looking forward to just continuing to push forward. 
And I know we're going to make it one day. And I'm not afraid to be seen trying. And I hope that you're not either. You know, this whole process has been me being seen trying, like literally being like, hi, I'm trying my best. And I will keep trying my best. Like you guys have my fucking word. I will keep trying my best every single day for you and for this book. And at the end of the day, I'm just so proud and so grateful. You know, there are people like in my comments being like, your book is bombing. And I'm like, with all due respect, it's not like you could give it whatever score you want to on Goodreads like that doesn't really hold weight. A great Goodreads rating is, you know, tremendously awesome. And and people obviously want great reader reviews on something like a Goodreads, but a bad one doesn't hold weight because the industry knows that Goodreads is not a reliable source as to whether or not a book is succeeding. Reliable sources to whether or not a book is succeeding is press, is sales numbers. And um, I'm really grateful to say that based on the feedback that I'm receiving from my team and from HarperCollins, the book is succeeding and there will be another book. And that's, that's the best part of all. So I'm just so proud of us and I'm proud of you guys. And I hope that being a part of this journey has just inspired you to go out and, and fight for what you want because you deserve to have all of those good things. Um, and I'm just feeling on top of the world. I literally have no words to describe the feeling. And again, I feel like I've talked about this book so much that at this point I'm just like, I just want to sit with the girls, maybe take a gummy, maybe just like hang out, chill, you know, that's where I'm at. But the grind never stops. Um, So we're still we're still chugging along. But I am watching and I am reading things because when am I not? I'm reading. um, I just finished Home Bodies. It's amazing. And I highly recommend five stars. You guys have to go pick one up if you don't have anything to read over the holidays. I'm trying to figure out what's on my TBR. Look, I don't know what to pick up next, but I am going away for a few days. So I will be toting along a few books with me. So there's that. I watching wise, I'm watching the morning show. It's kind of boring. Like, let's be honest. Like, I feel like it's one of those shows where like everything that happens is just conversations and I'm kind of like, okay, that's fine. You know what I mean? I can do one episode at a time. It's not binge worthy. Like if you're trying to binge a show, don't watch the morning show is what I think I would say. I also started the Hillsong Secrets of Hillsong documentaries docuseries. If you don't know what that is, it's like the cult like progressive church situation well I don't know what happens yet but it was like the church Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber were a part of and like Selena Gomez had gone to with this like crazy pastor guy and then they did something bad and when do they not you know what I mean like it's always these documentaries they always kind of go the same and yet I'm always tuning in so I'm watching that watching the morning show kind of like adjacent watching the morning show but just doing my best um to get through it because like I want to have a show that I can watch with my boyfriend and He's enjoying it. So I'm like, okay, one episode a night. That's fine for me. And then you can watch Suits and I'll read my book. And that's been doing, that's been great. I really feel like the Lady Gaga meme that's like bus, club, another club, no sleep. Like I've just been like up in the middle of the night and like so unwell, like so unwell. So I'm looking forward to having a bit of a holiday break. And I love the holiday season, which you guys might know if you follow me and you follow along. So I'm very I'm very much so looking forward to having like a bit of respite and a chance to like take a deep breath and just chill and relax. So that's coming with so much necessity right now, to be honest. Um, I was like thinking in my brain, like what pop culture things can we talk about? And I'm like, I don't even know what happened. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Like I literally this morning got up and I had a call with my accountant, which was just like, okay, brains on right away, bright and early. 
I deep cleaned my entire apartment because when we get back from the holidays and we're leaving tomorrow, we're moving to a different unit in our building that's less expensive but bigger, which doesn't make sense and it's way too much for me to get into now, but all you need to know is that we're moving. Um, just an in-building move, nothing too nuts, but I have to like pick up dry cleaning and like I want to get some exercise in and I want to go pick up a new book to read in. It's like like a million things. Plus I'm like, oh, none of my gifts are wrapped. So that's going to be my shit. That's going to be what I'm on tomorrow. Just wrapping fucking gifts. And I'm coming into my home this year as Santa Claus because my parents are doing a family trip for the the big gift of the year. So they didn't do any gifts under the tree for the first time. So I was like, that won't work. So of course I bought like 40 gifts. Like I literally went way overboard. Like it's, I'm going to like, I'm going to wait till everyone's asleep and put them under the tree. I'm very excited. And I hope none of my family's listening to this because then they'll know what my plans are. But I hope they leave cookies out for me. I might actually, I'm like, can someone leave out milk and cookies for me? Because like I, I have 40 gifts. So I'm going to need milk and cookies. Thank you so much. Um, anyway. Okay, wait. Before we actually get into like all the questions you left me and we're going to play holiday this or that, I had to tell you guys this. So all over my For You page, there are these parents and they're millennials. And listen, I like a millennial. Like I think I have like, I think I have a bit of millennial in me. And I think the best people too. Um, I'm not talking about like a Taylor Swift millennial. I'm talking about like millennial parents on TikTok who are like, we're not doing Santa in our house because we are not in the business of lying to our children. Shut the fuck up. First of all, it's not lying. It's omitting the truth. Okay. Because the minute I was like, and I waited too, I think I was like 10 or 11, maybe even a little bit before when I like figured out Santa wasn't real, but I waited to be like, Santa's not real. Right. Like, cause I didn't want my parents to have to like go through, like I wanted, like my parents worked so hard to keep the magic of Christmas alive and it's fucking magical. It was an omission of the truth. When I asked, they weren't like, no, Santa's real. And like, maybe if I was like six or seven, they would have been like, yeah, like Santa's real, but that's again, it's not lying. Shut the fuck up. Don't ruin Christmas for your kid. And I'm not a parent, but this gets me heated as hell because like I see people on TikTok, they're like, I'm still processing the trauma of finding out Santa wasn't real. No, you're not. No, you're not. And don't take that. Don't put the word trauma. Don't. No, because some people have trauma, real trauma. Okay. Don't use trauma to describe how it felt for to find out Santa was fake. That's ridiculous. And you know what? Santa is real as an idea, as a concept. And the minute that you're done believing in Santa, you really get to start being Santa for others. Okay. And that to me is magical. So shut the fuck up about I'm not telling my kids about Santa because it's lying. No, literally no. Block me. I don't want to see your shit. I find you annoying and I find you trying to suck the magic of Christmas away from me and you won't fucking accomplish anything because I am a Christmas girl and I love Christmas. So shut up. And that's how I feel. And that's how I feel. It's so annoying. I'm literally like, okay, but also there are real problems in the world. What about those? Like, stop. And what are you also going to tell your kids that marriage is between a man and a woman? Because that to me is a lie. What about it? What about that? What about that? You're like, I don't want to lie to my kids and tell them about Santa. I'm like, well, you're lying to them when you tell them that women are supposed to stay at home and be homemakers. Like you're lying to them when you say, that marriage is between a man, man and a woman and gay people go to hell. That's a fucking lie. So if you're going to, if you're, if you don't want to lie to your kids, you better tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Okay. Touch grass. God. 
I just hate to see people trying to suck away the magic of Christmas. It's just, it's too, it's not the time. That's not what I'm like. No, you know what I mean? And that's how I feel. And I feel like I deserve to feel that way. And that's it. Okay. And now it's going to be time to answer some of your questions. And first I'm going to go through some of these holiday themed questions and then we will play a this or that. Oh my God, there's lots. Okay. How to stay positive, even though you're anticipating family drama. I think the fact that you're anticipating the family drama is a good thing because you have, you can now have a plan. Like, you know, it's coming. And so you can say to yourself, like, let's say it's me. Okay, Eli, I know that there's going to be drama over this thing. Here are ways I can help to negate that drama. Here are ways I can stay out of it. And here's what I'm going to plan to do when it comes up. Okay, like I want you to be fully prepared. I want you to set your boundaries. If that's going on a walk, if that's having like someone to call or a place you can go when things start to get heated or tough, if that's just going into your room and taking a second, have your methods and all of the, you know, all of your coping mechanisms in place prior Don't wait till it happens to be like, holy shit, what am I going to do now? And I just want to let you guys know that even the most happy, put together, picture perfect families, they have drama. Now there's levels to drama and shit that families go through. But like you guys might look at my family and think everything's perfect there. Let me just tell you it's not. No family is perfect. We had a fair share of family drama last Christmas, like the worst it's ever been. And we recovered and we're fine. But now I have all of these coping mechanisms in place for if something like that happens again, how am I going to handle it? How am I going to manage it? And I implore you to do the same. Don't show up blind to something that you know is going to cause you distress if it happens, okay? Also, maybe talking to your family member who tends to stir the pot and being like, what if we didn't? That also might help because going in with the peace of knowing that someone's like, you're right, I was a little too X, Y, Z last year and I did poke the bear is helpful as well. So that's what I'm going to recommend to you. Protect your peace, set your boundaries and come in with those skills beforehand. It's good that you know that it could be coming Let's set you up for success in the face of a situation that isn't so great. I also just want to say, if this year you find yourself alone for the holidays, if you find yourself missing someone, going through heartbreak, grieving somebody, going through a challenge, maybe you lost your job, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're unhappy. This can be such a fucking difficult time of year to be going through those things. And that is okay. I want you to validate all of that. You have to feel everything, especially the harder things. There is no good time for something horrible to happen to you, but those feelings of sadness and loneliness are going to be exacerbated during the holidays. And I, I know that that can be really difficult. I have been there. And I think that things that have helped me before is don't go online, mute and block people that you don't want to see their content. Don't compare yourself incessantly it is accomplishing zero. Like it's actually accomplishing less than zero to compare yourself incessantly to other people. You need to do what you can to derive joy for you because that's what matters. You are in control of this ship. Even if the sea is rocky, you are steering it. You are in control of this ship. Okay. Let me say it again. The sea might be rocky. It might be choppy. You are in control of this ship. And I want you to do whatever is going to bring you the most joy right now during this holiday season this year. And I don't want you to compare yourself and I don't want you to go online and I don't want you to throw yourself a pity party. I want you to validate every single difficult emotion you're facing and do what you need to do to have the best time you can. 
Not the best time someone else can. Not the best time you think you should. The best time you can. Okay? That's it. And I'm here for you. And I'm acknowledging your pain. And I'm thinking about you. And I love you. And that is all 100% fact. Best way to make the most of small family gatherings instead of like a large family gathering. Okay. So my family used to have a gigantic Christmas Eve party and it was a large family gathering, like literally 150 people. Insane. Ever since COVID, it's just been like 15 of us or less. And that was a hard adjustment for me because I was so used to associating the holidays with like every single person I'd ever met and like all of these people and this huge party. And then it became like a lot less people and a small party. And I was like, damn, I'm kind of sad. And I validated that for myself. But then I was like, wait, just because it's less people doesn't mean we can't have a good time. We still play games. We still dance to music. We still have a kitchen dance party. We still all drink our faces off and eat our faces off. We still wear our matching pajamas and take our photos and play our drinking games. Like we still do all of the things that make a party fun. There's just less of us. And in many ways, I realized that it is better because I value my interpersonal relationships to those people so much that I'm like, I'm really getting to spend quality time. So my recommendation would be who the fuck cares if you're not at a big party and you're at a small gathering, you can still play games. You can still have a kitchen dance party. You can still get drunk. You can still have your cousin do his weird magic trick and you can still make up a dance with your cousins and you can still play drinking games and you can still watch holiday movies. Like all of that is allowed to happen at a small gathering. Sometimes I feel like we have a small gathering and it's just like, Hey, just another night. Why? Why? Again, you're in control of the ship, baby. And if you want to get your family on board with the tradition, it's not like, hey, guys, do you all think we could play a family game of this like on Christmas Eve? No, it's hey, guys, this is the time that we're doing this. See you all there. I literally did that. I texted my family group chat that also has all the significant others in it. And I was like, okay, at 5 p.m. on the 22nd, we're doing latkes and vodkas. I'm making everyone latkes dressed up as Mrs. Claus at mom and dad's kitchen. And if you don't come, fuck you. And they're all coming. Like everybody's pumped about it. It's going to be a great time. And thank God, like that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted everyone to be like, let's do it. So we're doing latkes and vodkas and it's going to be fun. And I just forced everybody into a tradition. I'm not saying like, be like, you have to do this, but just like, make it sound like a good time and don't ask tell this is a situation where you're not going to ask you're going to tell hey everybody we're going to play a big family beer pong tournament starting at 5 p.m in the basement i'm setting everything up all you need to do is show up who isn't gonna show up if they don't they're a debbie downer that's grinchy behavior stop giving grinch stop giving grinch thoughts on tis the damn season with the hometown x it's a canon event and i will not interfere i've done it like one million times like literally ten thousand times i did not write about all those times in my book because like oh so there was a discarded chapter oh wait a second hang on the discarded chapter is so holiday i just paused so i could text my team and ask what can I do with it? Because I feel like you guys need to read it. But, you know, it's a canon event and I won't interfere. And I think you should do it as long as it's not going to put you in a position that you're feeling emotionally tumultuous, devastated, depressed. Who the fuck is calling me? It was my brother. He had he had shit to talk. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I think do it as long as it's not going to compromise your mental health. And that's where I stand. OK, let's keep going. Do, 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 do. Christmas Eve itinerary. OK. So every year on Christmas Eve, my dad's business partner at his restaurants comes over with his family at like four o'clock and from four to seven, we do caviar charcuterie and we taste really old wine. 
which is super interesting. It's an amazing education on wine. It was like the way that my boyfriend got super into wine because my dad and his business partner are super into wine. And we'll drink wines from like the 60s, 50s, 40s. And some of them are disgusting and some of them are really interesting and some of them are funky. But it's like a really lovely holiday tradition. So that's what we do first. And we wear like regular clothes and then we get changed and we put on pajamas and my aunts and uncles come over and my grandparents and we do Christmas dinner, drinking, we play games. It's all around an amazing time. And then on Christmas day, we go to my grandma's house and the two traditions that we have are number one, we have somebody read grace every year and it's always like a big production and a big spectacle. And my grandma picks the person and then it's a secret to everybody else. Um, and it's always been fun and it's always like an hour long. And then we play a big family game of white elephant or we call it the pirate game and you can look up the rules for that, but those are our Christmas traditions and they're super fun. Okay. Let's see what else is going on. Keeping momentum going after a great first date that was right before Christmas break in college. Okay. I've spoken about this a lot, but I'm going to give you it again. If it's the right person, there is no wrong way. So you have to trust in that and you have to believe in that. And listen to me. I know how hard that is because you're telling yourself, well, if we didn't go on our first date right before Christmas break, we would have had more time together. I don't know what he's doing or what they're doing at home for the holidays. I don't know who they're seeing. And that's true. You don't. But ultimately, you have to believe that if this is your right person, two weeks of a break or a month of a break in between your first date and your second one is not going to change the fact that you guys were meant to be together, that you guys were meant to be in a relationship. And that's just a fact. That is just a fact. And so I think you need to remember that. And I think it's hard because you're going to catastrophize the situation, but check in with them. Maybe like if you get comfortable, if you feel a little tipsy one night, do a FaceTime call. Don't be like overly aggressive with the amount that you're talking to them, but check in. Be be a positive force. Hey, what's up? I saw this and I thought of you. How's your holiday going? I promise you, if you're meant to be with this person, you're going to pick right back up where you left off when you get back home. How to drink on the holidays when the rest of the family is judgmental about drinking. You know, I think if they're going to be judgmental, I would not go overboard. And that's unfortunate because you might want to get a little tipsy. Maybe go to a friend's house or get drunk with your friends or your partner or something like that. And when you're with your family, I would just drink a regular amount. And if they're going to say anything, I would just clap back at them and be like, I'm enjoying my glass of wine. I don't know why it is so necessary for you to make comment about it. That's it. Or if they're like making any sort of commentary on it, like, okay, I'm respecting your decision to not drink alcohol. I would love it if you could respect my decision to drink alcohol. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have a problem, there's no issue with enjoying a couple of drinks on a holiday. And if other people are going to continue to make you feel bad about that, I think you just have to shut it the fuck down. And it's hard to speak up and use your voice, but I promise you it'll be worth it. And on the topic of like family members saying things about you and your life or your weight or your relationship status or your job. I'm just going to remind you, all you have to do is ask the same exact question back that they asked you. So let's say your aunt Susan says, did you gain weight? I would just say, did you gain weight? You know why? Because that makes someone really uncomfortable to have the question asked back to them and to realize how stupid and weird it was for them to ask in the first place. Or if somebody, let's say somebody says, why are you single? Why are you married? Or you could just say, it's a really strange, that's a really strange question to ask somebody. How awkward would you feel if you asked someone a question and they responded with, that's a really strange question to ask somebody, period, burn, mic drop. Okay. That's what you're going to do. 
how to create alone time for yourself when you're staying with someone else during the holidays. This is an amazing question. All you're going to do is like when you get there, whenever you guys have a moment, just say, hey, or whenever you need your alone time and you're not doing anything, just say, hey, I'm going to take a little time to recharge and go on a walk by myself or I'm going to go read my book for a little while. I'm not mad at you. Nothing's wrong. I just love my alone time and I feel like I've been around people for so much time in the past few days. I really need a second. That is a way of saying it strengthens our relationship when you allow me the space to breathe. And it is, I completely agree with you. I need my alone time too. And sometimes that's just like doom scrolling on the phone with the door closed in the bedroom. Just saying to someone, hey, I need a second. Would you mind giving it to me? And it's only going to make our relationship better. That is not a bad thing. And anybody who sees that as a bad thing is not somebody who's valuing your own peace and your own happiness. And I think we really need to be centering our own peace and our own happiness. So again, when somebody says to you, like, I like need a minute, you just have to respond with, oh, no problem. I'm so sorry. I didn't give it to you naturally. And if you are the person who needs a minute, I would just say, I'm going to go on a walk right now by myself and listen to a podcast. I have just been around people for the past few days and I just need a second to decompress done that's just setting a boundary and you might as well you might as well okay should significant others spend Christmas with the fam okay I have mixed opinions on this because I feel like at the end of the day when I think okay I think it depends right because every single relationship and every single person is different and some people don't get along with their families or they don't see their families or they don't have a relationship to their families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then of course they're going to be with their significant other's family if the significant other does have a relationship with their family on the holidays. But I think ultimately my take is if you do have a really strong relationship to your family and a lot of holiday traditions, I think it's important to really prioritize those prior to being engaged Reason being, once you get engaged and you start a family of your own, those holiday traditions, as you know it, they're going to change irrevocably, either because you're splitting time now between your house and your significant other's family, or you have children of your own, parents are getting older, things are changing and shifting. I just think it's so important always to prioritize those traditions you have with your family. Now, in my case, my boyfriend is Jewish. He's never celebrated Christmas. Everybody is welcome at my house. So he's welcome with open arms. He has gifts under the tree. We He celebrates. He loves to be a part of Christmas. That is something that I'm really lucky to have because my partner doesn't celebrate Christmas. And so we get to have him for the holidays and it's not a problem. If for Thanksgiving, we split up because we prioritize that time with our families prior to being engaged. I just don't see a need to spend every single second with my partner when I know that we have such a future together. And right now I'm trying to prioritize these last few years spent with just my family and our traditions. Um, But that's just me. And I think everybody is different. There's no one right way to do things, but that's how I do them. And that's how I feel good. But you might feel differently and that's okay too. All right. What to do Christmas day if you have no plans except for Christmas morning. Okay. This feels like a really good time to read my list of traditions that I've compiled because I wanted to give some people some new ways to celebrate Christmas and have like new Christmas traditions. So let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I'm really excited about this because I'm like, you know what? Some people need new ideas. All right. Number one, make advent calendars for your friends or family. A little bit delayed. Number two, Christmas Eve movie all nighter. Number three, cranberry juice mimosas at 12 a.m. on Christmas Eve. Banging pots and pans together for New Year's Eve. That's not a Christmas one, but we still love. Christmas Eve fondue. 
Gift everyone an ornament. Gift everyone a book. Stockings opened on Christmas Eve. Believe in Santa and read children's holiday books. Cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. Go see the Nutcracker. A big game of white elephant on Christmas Day. Drive around and write different Christmas lights. Have pizza on Christmas Eve. Do holiday crafts. Go to a holiday parade. Have a charcuterie board competition. Have a big Christmas brunch. Have tacos on Christmas. Make mulled wine. Gift each other snow globes. Go shopping at a Christmas market. Mail holiday cards. Wear matching PJs with the fam. Play poker with everyone on Christmas Eve. Order Chinese food and stay in on New Year's. Have hot cocoa and decorate the tree. Have McDonald's and decorate the tree. Do a cookie exchange. Play board games all day on Christmas. Gift each other mugs on Christmas. Do pottery painting with your family or friends. Um, have wine and watch ice skaters. Lock cousin vodka's party. Christmas movie watch party with eggnog. Lingerie secret Santa or dirty secret Santa. Go to the movies on the 25th or 26th. Have French toast and mimosas. Have coffee with Bailey's. Do a gingerbread house competition. Feast of the Seven Fishes or going out on the 23rd with your cousins. So those were, that's a big list. That's a lot of things. There's something in there for everybody. I think you guys will find something that's fun and that's useful for you to do. But ultimately, just remember that Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are just days. So you can celebrate them however you feel best and however you're going to feel the most joyful and jolly. Okay, how to get through feeling judged by parents even though I know they want the best for me. There are two things happening here and both can be true. Your parents can want the best for you and they can also have a terrible way of approaching it that is toxic and makes you feel bad. And I'm not trying to be like, your parents are toxic and they make you feel bad. That's a bitchy thing for me to say. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is they could want the best for you, but that doesn't mean it's okay for them to treat you how they're treating you. They could want the best for you, but that doesn't mean it's okay for them to be judgmental. You are choosing to see the best in them and I want them to choose to see the best in you. So next time you're feeling particularly judged by them, I would recommend saying, I know you just want the best for me and I can see that, but your way of showing me that is really damaging and it hurts my feelings. I would feel more encouraged if you'd be willing to express how you want the best for me in a more gentle way. That is mature. That is approaching the conversation with an understanding that you know they want the best for you, but that is also looking out for yourself. Because let me be so clear, you are your number one priority. Our parents are just people and sometimes they fuck up. And this to me sounds like you're feeling hurt. And I I think we've all been there in so many ways. And I think it's really, really mature to just approach it with this is damaging me and it's damaging our relationship and here's a better way to go about it. That is the mature way to do it. That is the way that you're going to circumvent some of the pain that you are experiencing because of the way your parents are approaching wanting the best for you. All right, let's have some fun. Now we're going to get into a game of holiday this or that that I'm very excited about. So thanks for giving me these. Peppermint or gingerbread? I'm peppermint. Gingerbread's a little spicy for me and I'm a peppermint girl. Tis the damn season or boot up. It depends on what era of my life I'm in. You know, like right now I'm boot up, boot up. And I like being boot up. And that's my boo. That's literally our pet name for each other. One of them. But there's a time in my life that tis the damn season served me well. I was tis the damn seasoning like every single year. And those are great memories. White elephant or secret Santa. I like white elephant. Secret Santa is fun. But when you get the person that you didn't want to get and you're literally like, fuck like this person is so hard to shop for like people probably feel that way about me and secret santa that's just not fun white elephant is far more fun in my opinion 
eggnog or hot chocolate. I'm a hot chocolate girl through or through and through. Hometown sneaky link or college situationship? Hometown sneaky link. I can't with the situationship. It's it ruins my life. It ruined my life. Okay. Let me see. Stockings or presents first? Stockings. Always stockings. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I'm a Christmas Eve girl. I'm a Christmas Eve girl myself, but I know Christmas Day people and they're fine. <laughs> Undecorate before or after January 1st? After. Let the holiday cheer continue for as long as it must. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh my God. Everyone's asking gingerbread or peppermint. Love Actually versus The Holiday. Love Actually is a terrible movie and it's misogynistic and I hate it. And you can read about why it's misogynistic online. Um, it pisses me off. It's a bad movie. I watched it with my ex. Clearly that's why I'm saying that, but it's also a bad movie. The holiday is a fucking classic and, and it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Making a Christmas list and spot verse spontaneously giving. I like to spontaneously give because when you give something to someone that they didn't expect, like that's giving, that's giving, you know what I mean? It's giving anyway, wrapping paper or gift bags, wrapping paper looks better. Gift bags are easier. And that's just the truth. Wake up bright and early on Christmas morning or sleep in a little. Somewhere in the middle, like a nice 9 a.m., that hits. Especially if you're like absolutely wasted the night before, which I will be. I will be. Money or presents? I like presents. Money is fun. You know, it's fine. But I'm, I'm a presents girl. I'm a presents girl. Christmas or New Year's? Christmas. Grinch or Elf? Elf. But I love the Grinch. What a motherfucker. And you know what? He learned something. He learned something. And that, and we, we should all aspire to that. Ariana Grande or Sabrina Carpenter Christmas? Ariana Grande, okay? Ariana Grande paved the way for the Christmas albums of the future. There would be no Sabrina Carpenter without Ariana Grande. Has anybody pulled parallels between the two? Because they're both vocalists. They're both Polly Pockets. They both have that gorgeous, like long, bouncy, fluffy hair and the little outfits. I feel like they're similar, but Ariana Grande. Sugar cookie or chocolate chip? It depends, but like, chocolate chip, but it depends. Turkey or ham? I don't really like either, but I would maybe say ham. Matching PJs or dressing up? Both. I'm such a both person because listen, you need to have both in your life. Matching PJs are cute, but it's like dressing up is giving glam and I love dressing up. It makes me feel more special. Okay. Now I'm going to give you guys my take on some of these things. Elf on the shelf. I cannot wait to have the motherfucking elf on the shelf in my house. My parents have a mensch on the bench as one of their Hanukkah decorations. We don't have an elf on the shelf. Mensch on the bench is like the Jewish elf on the shelf. Um, I love elf on the shelf. I, I've never owned one personally, but I'm looking forward to the day that I will. And that's going to be wonderful. Getting coworkers holiday gifts. Definitely don't give your boss a holiday gift, in my opinion. I don't know. Like I just think like when you are the boss, you should be giving gifts. If you are not the boss you should not be giving a portion of your paycheck to somebody who delegates what to do at work who makes more money than you I don't really know about coworkers, but I would say ultimately no you could if you are really close with your coworkers, you could do like a coworker secret santa maybe but I would ultimately say no okay hallmark christmas movies they serve a purpose you know they serve a purpose am I a big fan no I think they're kind of annoying frankly but they serve a purpose they serve a purpose gingerbread again spicy eggnog I want to like it I want to be one of those people that's like slay eggnog what is eggnog what is it and do I want to know and that's the real question here 
What is eggnog and do I want to know? And the answer to these questions are probably, no, I don't want to know. And something with egg, an egg drink. And that just turns me off. Expensive stocking stuffers. What is the point of a stocking? You know, like I thought it was just to be like silly, goofy, like put random shit in the stocking, not like stuff it with like Cartier. Like I'm seeing some of these stocking stuffers. I'm like a hundred dollars for something that's going into a sock. It's going into a big sock. Wrap the $100 gift. The stocking stuffers are supposed to be like chapstick and socks. Things that you need. God. New Year's Eve. Okay. I love New Year's Eve as a concept, but I also hate going out. So it's kind of like, what do you want? I want to be invited to a New Year's Eve party like you see in a movie. Have you ever seen a movie about New Year's Eve and you like see the New Year's Eve party that they're going to and it just looks fabulous? That's the New Year's Eve party I want to be invited to. I'm not really interested in or looking for going out to a club or a bar on New Year's Eve and getting fucked up with strangers. I want to go to a glamorous party and I'm waiting for my invite to a glamorous party. I haven't been invited to a glamorous party. Like I want to go to a like a house party, but not like a mm, mm, house party. I'm talking like somebody's expensive house, like some adult's house, home. I want to go to someone's home on New Year's Eve. I'm not really into the whole like staying out all night and getting fucked up. I've done it and I just it wasn't worth it. And I don't think I would do it again. It's just not really my thing. But I also don't want to spend New Year's Eve alone. That makes me kind of sad. And sometimes I have. Last year I did. Actually, most years I do. Okay. Christmas slash New Year's Eve engagement. I think it's cute and sweet. But for me personally, I want the day I get engaged to be completely separate from any holiday because then it's like every year it's like you're kind of getting overshadowed like, oh, my God, we got engaged today. It's like, yeah, well, it's Christmas. Like, sure, it's one way to remember it, but I kind of want like a separate I want a separate celebration. Like I, I need it to be all about me. And Christmas is tough because it's all about Santa and other things. Um, and it's stressful. OK, let's see. Getting presents for the boyfriends and girlfriends of the fam. So we do. But again, I think everybody's different. I get my brother's girlfriend and my brother's boyfriend each a gift. And like we all exchange. Um, and it's so sweet and lovely and adorable. And it's incredible. But if that's not your jive, like why would you do it? But also I have to say I'm really close to my my brother's significant others. So it makes sense for me. My boyfriend gets my brother's significant others gifts. So like we all do it. We're all big. One big family fair. That's us. Okay. Oh my God. Everybody wanted to know getting gifts for significant other. Okay. Well, getting gifts for the significant other's family. I think if you're celebrating the holiday with them, you should. But if you're not, you're under no obligation. Like my boyfriend's family gets me a holiday gift and I bring them gifts every single time I show up to their house and they obviously celebrate Hanukkah. And so I would say if you're going to celebrate the holidays with them, you should bring something. And it's just, again, it depends if you're going to do an exchange or not. For me personally, we don't do an exchange, my boyfriend's family and me, but my family and my boyfriend exchange. So it's like whatever is going to work out with that family, whatever makes everybody in the situation most comfortable, I say you do. 5K is the morning of holidays. I like that. Personally, I just think it's a way to get everybody in the groove and everybody up and at them and it's a bonding thing. I wouldn't do it alone. But like when you're doing it with somebody else, it's kind of fun. Like, okay, let's do a 5K. We're so active, you know? I think it's kind of fun if if you look at it like that. If you don't, that's okay too. But I, I like a 5K in the morning. How long to wait until inviting my partner to family gatherings? Again, it depends. My family... My family is like so 
they're so open with people, like not even significant others, anybody. So I would do it right away. If your family's more closed off, you can ask them their comfort level and ask your partner their comfort level as well. Again, I think it's so person to person. There's no one real right way to do it. Feast of the Seven Fishes. Okay, so I used to do this growing up when my grandparents, I mean, my grandfather was alive. We don't do it anymore because I think my dad just wanted to make new traditions once his dad passed away, but I like it. I'm not that big into like, fish dishes I like salmon and tuna and like I'll eat fish I like sushi like I'm not saying I'm not a fish eater it's just like seven fishes is a lot for me personally seven pasta the feast of seven pastas would fucking I would go for that the feast of seven fishes it's a lot of fish but maybe that's just me I don't know I don't know. I just think it's a lot. I don't even really know the tradition behind it because it was so long ago when we used to do it and now we don't anymore. But we usually pay homage to the Feast of Seven Fishes by like having a few fish dishes on Christmas Eve. But I think seven fishes is just too much. That that's that might just be me. Okay, people are saying non-alcoholic eggnog. What is the point? If you're going to drink the egg beverage, it might as well be spiked. But I guess there are some sober people that might like it and I want to give them their space. Just kind of grosses me out. But listen, Eggnog is doing her best. Somebody, where's Eggnog's PR team? Where is Eggnog's PR team? Breakfast before or after opening gifts. Always after with mimosas during. My dad is like Father Christmas, so he's always up and at him. Mimosas, espresso machines going, but we usually do breakfast after. What cookies to leave for Santa? To be honest, we were always a bit lazy with it. Like people would always bring cookies to our party or we'd have leftover cookies from dessert at our party. So we would just like be like, all right, here are the cookies for Santa. But this year I'm kind of like, is someone going to leave me cookies? Like dead ass. Like somebody better believe because Mrs. Santa is fucking coming down the chimney. Like in Fred Claus, if you've never seen that movie, it's one of the best holiday movies ever. But he has to save the day and he goes down the chimney, but he's not like Santa. So it's not magical. That's going to be me. Like I'm not actually Santa, but I'm Mrs. Santa adjacent and I'm coming down the chimney and I'm fucking putting gifts under the tree so everybody better respect me and get me some cookies okay I want to wrap this up by saying the holidays are a tough time of year and I acknowledge that fully we just had some fun and we gave some advice and we talked about everything kind of that comes and goes with the holidays but ultimately you are steering the ship and you can find ways to center your own joy this holiday season and I just want to want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm trying to answer all my DMs. I'm going through them. And if you need a little bit of holiday cheer and and my content makes you feel better, I'm so grateful for that. If you need to take some time off social media, you should do that too. It can be such a fucking difficult time of year. There's so much joy, but there's also so much sadness. And there's so much darkness in the world right now that I can imagine for many of you, the political environments that you're going into are not ones that you necessarily align with or you feel supported by. And that can all be really fucking hard. And I acknowledge you and you should acknowledge the space you're in as well. And I hope that you can just find tiny ways to find a shred of joy during this holiday week. And I also hope that there are little things that make you smile. And I also hope you can do something nice for others. So I'm going to be back next week with a full New Year's episode. And I'm so excited to talk about New Year's resolutions and New Year's intentions and all the things. But I love you guys so much. And I hope you have a very wonderful, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous holiday week. And if you need anything, you know where to find me. And also, if you haven't gotten a copy of my book yet, it makes a beautiful holiday gift. Okay, I think that's it from me. I love you so much. And I'll see you next time. Bye.